Unfiltered. Broadcasting live from West Wichita in the KQAM studios. It's time for your weekend kickstart with Wichita's number one conservative talk radio host. This is Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Hey, happy Saturday morning to you. Welcome into Kansas Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker, 1480 on the AM dial, 99.7 HD4 on the FM dial, KQAM. Also, our friends out in Garden City at 1240 KIUL. Wonderful to have you, and good morning as we start off another weekend, man. It's going to be another warm one. I am so angry. I am so mad. <laughs> I, I knew I should have expected it. I mean, we're going into the middle of August. We still have another month of this before it really starts cooling down, but I'm so mad. We already hit our triple-digit ridiculousness of stupid this summer. Now I'm ready for my 20-degree temperatures. I was so happy this last week or so when it was like a high of 80, 90 degrees. I can deal with that. 108 today, are you kidding me? Thanks, AOC. Thanks, Democrats. Punching out more of that electricity across the ozone, trying to increase our temperatures and saying it's our fault for those MAGA Republicans. How dare you? How dare you? Welcome into the show. It's great to have you along with us this morning. 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK on the Maximum Outdoor Equipment Hotlines. We would love to hear from you today. We have a lot to talk about, a lot of things going on across the state of Kansas. Even without the legislative session, there's some fun politics that are happening. And now we're officially a week or so-ish into the new school year. And how's it faring so far? It seems like we've had kind of a bumpy ride to start the new school year. We had the devastating, terrible story coming out of the Derby area of an eight-year-old girl that ran out to go run to the school bus, ended up getting hit by a school bus and dying, passing away. And our thoughts and prayers to the family there. What a terrible, horrible way to start off a school year there. Uh, we've had some uh, hiccups in other places as well. Did you hear the story coming out of Kentucky last week where there were kids that were stuck on a school bus until almost like midnight, one of the first days of school, because the new technology, which I guess we can't think for ourselves, we're not able to be smart enough to actually remember things, learn things ourselves, and we've slowly moved towards that way. I mean, my phone used to be able to memorize everybody's phone number. Nowadays, you don't memorize people's phone number. You just have it pre-programmed into your phone, and therefore you don't have to worry about it. I get it, but if you, I don't know if you saw the story. It was out of Kentucky. A school district has new technology that they have installed into their school buses that shows the route. It shows the timing of where you're supposed to go next, how long it's supposed to take to get there, and it's supposed to keep you on time. It's this brand new crazy technology. It's essentially like auto-driving school buses. All you need the driver for is just to follow the map and just uh, make sure to hit it right on the allotted time that it's supposed to be when you hit school uh, bus stop to bus stop uh, along the route. Now, apparently the first couple of days of school got really messed up and (laughs) there were kids that got uh, stuck on the bus and the bus route got completely messed up. The bus driver had no clue what to do and there were kids that didn't even get home until 11 o'clock at night. The parents freaking out and wondering what the hell's going on. Yeah, welcome to new technology. Welcome to AI of 2023 and how great we depend on technology because apparently we can't think for ourselves So, therefore, we have to wait for the technology to do things for us. Kind of a weird, bumpy start to the school year this year. And I do want to talk about that. 
a little bit going into uh, the fall semester. Now that we are a weekend to it here across the state of Kansas, other uh, districts around the state starting off this coming up week as well. My question to you today at 316-721-8255 is how many school districts do you think are going to a four-day school week and why do we think we're doing it? And do you think that it is an efficient way to have schooling? Now, again, I have little voice of reason. She is nine years old. She's officially started the fourth grade, and her school district around here is one of those that went to a four-day school week. And it's interesting. She likes it. She has a three-day weekend every weekend. But from an educational stance, from the ability to learn, to absorb, to consume, why are we going to a four-day school week? I mean, I get the the benefits to the students because they get a three-day school week, a three-day weekend. I get the benefit to the teachers. They only have to work four days again, or they get to work from home a little bit, but they don't have to deal with the crazy kids five days a week. Understand the benefit there, especially when we're going into a teacher shortage across the state of Kansas, where we're still trying to fill a lot of these seats because we don't have enough students or enough, uh, well, students coming out of higher education going into the education system. We don't have enough teachers to fill those gaps, which I find, again, quite ironic that we'll talk about here in just a minute. Here's my theory. Right now, at least I know why my school district went to a four-day school week. It's because of budgetary issues. Now, I want to put this into perspective for you for a second because we have a governor right now who has deemed herself to be the education governor. She's also been nominated to be the head of some national education committee from the states, and she's heading that up because, again, she is the quote-unquote education governor who puts no other attention other than the absolute priorities into the education system. The problem is is that when these deals get made regarding education funding, when we focus on uh, how we need to raise the quality of education, every single time that we go down this road, who gets all the money? The bigger school districts. And we're seeing the smaller school districts have to consolidate have to close down, and just completely disintegrate. Uh, I don't know if you've heard the other stories of, what is it, the Central School, the Central Plains School District in the middle of the state where they have a wide range of a very large area because it's such a rural community in that area uh, in the middle of the state. But they all are deciding on whether to shut down the school this year or not shut down the schools this year because it's too expensive. They don't have the money to stay open. There are a few kids that are actually in the school district, and it would be easier for them to go to surrounding school districts because they probably live closer to those schools than traveling 20 minutes to that school where they're, they're struggling financially. So I ask you, Governor Laura Kelly, as the education governor, why, oh, why are we seeing schools shut down and have to worry about their finances if you're the education governor and you've saved the school districts across the state? I'm curious. And why we're having to cut budgets by uh, potentially compromising the education quality for our children by going to a four-day school week because we can't afford to stay open five days a week during the school year. That, to me, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. At the same time, who's getting all the money? The Wichita School District, at least a year or two ago, last time we talked about some of the budgetary issues with the school district, was sitting on near $2 million in their coffers as an emergency safety net. Massive amounts of money. We have 
the Kansas City and Olathe and Shawnee County and Johnson County and all these other major school districts that have manipulated what low income is for their area in order for them to qualify for more uh, free and reduced lunch programs for their students when the average medium income is sitting at like sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars in those areas. So you're telling me that they've raised that threshold so they qualify for that program because what happens through the Department of Education at the federal level, through the SNAP program and the WIC programs at the federal level, as they look at the threshold on how much each state gets, and then they allot that money to the state. And then the state's duty, through the Department of Education, through the Department of Children and Families, through whatever other department that they look at in order to distribute this money, they look at, at the statewide level, which districts actually need that money. And like the greedy bureaucrats that they are, in these bigger districts who think that they dominate and to hell with these small rural districts that have 10 students in each grade level. They don't care about them. They want that money. And in order for them to get that money, they change their prerequisites of what they deem as low income in order for more of their students to qualify for the program so therefore they can get the vast majority of the money. So the system that's set up to potentially take care of the school districts are only taking care of the big ones like usual. Welcome to the government programs. Welcome to the bureaucracy. Welcome to the corrupt politician. Welcome to the way the system's set up. So the big districts, Johnson County, Johnny County, uh, Olathe, Kansas, all those areas, Wichita here in the USD 259, they rake in millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. And we see these small school districts across the state have to shut down, have to consolidate, have to move kids around from school to school because they're trying to figure out enough money and consolidate enough of the kids in there to make it uh, valuable for them and then have to go down to four-day school weeks. So I ask you as the listener, 316-721-8255, 316-721-TALK, is it valuable to go to a four-day school week? Do you think that it works for the children where they can stay there a little bit longer? I mean, uh, Little Voice of Reason, her school, uh, they're staying there an extra 30 minutes, 40 minutes-ish, and now they have Fridays off. So she had two days of school this last week with Wednesday and Thursday. I don't know why we start on a Wednesday. That's kind of weird. You would think we'd start at the beginning of the week. Hey, it's a Monday. Let's get this thing kicked into high gear, baby. No, no. We start on a Wednesday, and then we have two days, and then we take Friday off because, again, with our four-day school week, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Now, luckily, we have a lot of community stuff that uh, allows the kids to be involved on their Fridays, and it's really beneficial, I think, for the high school students especially who are working on, as the school district is working on, uh, internship programs for them to get into trade schools, for them to work on higher education things, for them to work on community-based events on their Friday. So they don't technically have that fifth day off. So we're utilizing it and making the best out of the situation. But why do we have to go to a four-day school week? Because we don't have enough funds to keep the school open, yet we have these big districts that rake in all of the social program opportunities that are supposed to be going to the districts that are actually struggling. And then we have a governor praising herself and patting herself on the back and running on a national level about how great she's done to save the education system. You're a fraud. You're a loser. You're a liar. And I'm getting kind of sick of it. Am I right? Am I wrong? I want to hear from you. 316-721-8255. 316-721-TALK. The four-day school week is an interesting one. Argonia is the latest one that hit the news this week, saying that they have gone to a four-day school week. And the benefit to them is they said that they've been able to completely fun, or, uh, fulfill their teacher shortage, is that they've been able, have been able to entice teachers, younger teachers, to come in and uh, to jump on board because they only have to work four days. 
that's a benefit. That's cool. But I don't know. I mean, everybody else works five days and we're just fine. And, you know, you get the whole summer off and now you get only four days that you have to worry about things. I know that teaching is a very stressful job, but come on, man. Like, we can't work five days a week anymore. We have to go down to the four. And for those that have to work, luckily with us, Mrs. Voice of Reason works with her business at home. So, therefore, we don't have to worry about it. She's there. And we, we never have to worry about summertime trying to find a sitter. We never have to worry about the, fun, the, the Fridays when she is off. And uh, Little Voice of Reason wants to stay at home and doesn't get involved with some of the community stuff. Like, I'm, it's not about us. We have our stuff taken care of. We can cover it. But those that have both parents that work every day, those parents that do have to go and leave the house and do things, and they have an elementary school kid that's sitting there on a Friday with nowhere to go because the school's not open, what's going on here? What are we doing? And unless we actually start changing the workforce to where we have a three-day weekend, which would be nice but unrealistic at this point in time, then we have a serious situation. But the hypocrisy and the lies from the Department of Education at the state level, Governor Laura Kelly, about how great and successful this education system is here in Kansas with all the money being funneled to single uh, single particular school districts that already have all the money and then to hell with all these other school districts is not fair. Then she turns around and tries to tell us that the the healthcare system we need more social programs like the expansion of Medicaid in the state to fund the rural hospitals because they're about to close going through the same situation. They don't have a lot of money. Obviously because they don't have a lot of the population to sustain them by keeping all the programs going. So things are changing. The, the system, essentially, society, is changing and evolving and adapting right now. And it is, is it time to let some things go and look at a new and evolved way of actually handling things, whether it is education and healthcare, or whether it's trying to stay and hold on and grasp on to the way that things were in the past? I'm open to the four-day school week, and I think for us personally, with our family, it will work quite nicely, but is she absorbing as what she needs to? In the healthcare system, I'm as you know as sad as it is to say, I'm kind of okay with bigger hospitals shutting down and going back to uh, the actual just mom and pop clinic where you can go and get taken care of with a specialist in the area of having the proper equipment to get tested for or scans for or whatever or surgeries done uh, with whatever you need to do. But I mean, let's go back to the mom and pop clinic that actually takes care of the family through the family physician as opposed to a major hospital. Uh, that is okay. And, oh, by the way, expansion of Medicaid is not going to save those hospitals either because just like with the education system, when you sink more government money into it, it's going to go to the larger districts where they're going to consume the vast majority of it, and then we're still in the same boat for the rural districts with the hospitals that are not going to get the proper funding that they need, and then they're still probably going to close down anyways. So, like usual, government's not the answer. Governor Kelly doesn't know what the heck she's doing, and she hasn't saved these small districts for education, and she's not going to save the small hospitals if they continue to close down across the state as well. Lots to talk about, lots to discuss. 316-721-8255. Do you agree, disagree? If you work in the education industry, if you work in the healthcare industry, I would love to hear your thoughts on the four-day school week and the rural hospitals across the state on what we do to save them or do they need to be saved and whether four days are actually going to be beneficial for students trying to learn something for us to get caught back up after the COVID-19 pandemic, for us to get back on track, for us to have proper graduation rates, uh, proper college readiness courses, 
and actually steer them into being adults when they come out of high school, being prepared for the world, being prepared for whatever direction they choose to do when they come out of it. Are we setting them up for success or are we setting them up for failure for budgetary cuts that Governor Kelly's looking the other way on, putting the blinders on and ignoring while being the quote unquote education governor? We'll talk some more about this when we come back here. It's Candace Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker KQM. Good Saturday morning to you. So much to talk about, so much to do. Stay right here. Six minutes past the hour. Welcome back into it. It's Kansas Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker. 1480 AM, 99.7 HD4 FM. Our friends out in Garden City. What's up to you guys as well? I'm curious out in western Kansas. Obviously, there's a lot of smaller towns, smaller communities. Um, For those that remember, remember this voice. We spent about two years out in Garden City as well on the great KIUL. Right out of broadcasting school, man. That's where I started the radio career. So I'm very familiar with the Garden City area. And I know there's a lot of small towns out there. I'm curious if you guys are going towards uh, four-day school weeks out there in many areas as well. According to, uh, who is this here? The Independent School District, IS School District at ORG. There are 25 different school districts across the state of Kansas that have gone to the four-day school weeks. Now, there seems to be a trend across the nation is out in Missouri, 140 school districts have gone to four-day school week. So a vast majority of them are doing so, and many say they like it. Many say, Again, it's easier to be able to hire teachers because there's a perk, obviously, with only having to work four days, not have to deal with the kids five days a week. Totally understand that. There's a, definitely a benefit and some, uh, some, some perks there. But it's growing in popularity in Kansas here. Is it because of the budgetary issues? I know for a fact, talking to our superintendent, talking to the teachers, talking to our small school district, uh, I know for a fact that the reason we went to a four-day school week was because of the financial burden. Now, because of some uh, such a small town and them trying to keep it open as opposed to consolidating with another school district, that they wanted to try and do a cost-cutting measure in order for this to stay open and not have to close down the school district. So uh, they did it solely for the financial reasons, but other people doing it for other reasons, just because it's a good system. I don't know, and I'm curious about that. By the way, uh, I didn't even tell you what's coming up on the program today because it's going by so fast. Uh, Bottom of the hour, right around the corner here, we have Connie Newcomb. We've had her on the show before. She's with Kansans for Health Freedom. Yeah, I love these guys. We just wrapped up our health week on The Voice of Reason throughout the entire week talking with guests about health issues, all different kinds and types of health issues. And I, I totally didn't plan it this way, but it worked out perfectly as we wrap up health week with talking with Kansans for Health Freedom as they have their upcoming Freedom Revival in the Heartland that's going to be in Olathe, Kansas next weekend. And it's going to be huge. It's going to be bigly, man. You're not going to want to miss that one. So uh, we'll talk with Connie here in just a couple of minutes. Hour number two, they've been on the airwaves with KQAM before as well. But Lance Parker and Mike Snow, psychologist and pastor here in the Wichita area, they have their podcast. Just These Guys, you know, is the name of the podcast. And we'll have them in to talk about psychology, talk about faith. 
talk about back to school, talk about the motivation that we need to hear sometimes to keep us moving and keep us going. So it's going to be a big show. And you want to hold in, buckle up, sit down, let's have some fun and start off your Saturday morning the proper way, which is the way you do it right here on Wichita's Big Talker, KQAM and Kansas Talk. we got lots more to get to. We'll take your phone calls and more. But Connie Newcomb coming up right around the corner talking about the Freedom Revival regarding your health. How do we continue to fight for your health even post-COVID-19? All that coming up and more. Stay here. Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier on the Big Talker KQAM. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into it. It is Kansas Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker, Wichita's number one in conservative talk radio. That's the way we roll, baby. Especially trying to wake you up here on a Saturday morning, getting you up and moving as usual. 1480 on the AM dial, 99.7 HD4 on the FM dial. Also our friends out in Garden City, Kansas. We literally cover the entire southern half of the state and all of our friends that do listen via podcast and live streaming which by the way i never promoted but you can watch the video stream of the show on facebook at facebook.com slash 1480kqam you can watch us there we also do upload the podcast uh, shortly after the show as well which you can always listen to and check out and a lot of our friends up in the kansas city olathe johnson county shawnee county areas you guys always check it out too and we love you to death up there as well so we really cover almost the entire state which is really awesome on the program 316-721-8255-316-721 talk on the maximum outdoor equipment hotlines so i totally did not plan this this way but it worked out beautifully funny how things just fall into place like that uh i think it was a relatively good success this week for the voice of reason our weekday show that we have on both of our stations and everybody that listens right now you can hear all those shows but throughout this last week we did our week-long salute to health as we talked with different doctors from psychologists with mental health issues and COVID-19 issues and alternative medicine issues and we talked with numerous different health professionals in multiple different areas throughout the entire week, which I loved. And I thought it was really great. I thought it went well. I think we'll do it again here soon again because it's a topic that I think is extremely important and it's fun to talk about. And with more people being aware of their health, trying to bring some health consciousness to themselves, especially after the COVID-19 pandemic, it's extremely important. And some of these shenanigans that we saw during the pandemic raised some eyebrows about what the government and what we've allowed the government to do to us uh, throughout the last couple of years. So it was a great week, but I totally <laughs> I totally didn't even put two and two together, but it worked out beautifully because on the line with us here, I there are very there's a lot of great organizations in the state. There are some amazing organizations, but this one I absolutely love, and I am so glad that they are here, and they've uh, fought so hard during the pandemic and beyond. Uh, I had the honor to help MC a big rally for them up in Topeka during the pandemic, trying to bring back some of those uh, freedoms when they were talking about these mandated vaccines and all this other garbage that we've worked on in the state. And this organization fought those guys tooth and nail, and they've done such amazing work that we had to bring them back on because next weekend... They have a great event you are not going to want to miss. They have their Freedom Revival in the Heartland coming up August 25th and 26th. But excited to have on the program, she's with Kansans for Health Freedom, which you can find online at kshf.org, Kansans for Health Freedom. But Connie Newcomb back on the line with us here. Connie, how are you today? I'm doing fine. 
Thank you for having us on the show. Oh, it's always so good to have you guys on. And thank you again for everything you guys have been doing and working on because it is so important. Before we get into this event, what you guys have going coming up next week, um, uh, give us just a quick brief rundown of how the legislative session for this year went. I know you guys are always involved with the legislators and what happened, but uh, health wasn't quite the main talking points, at least the media was reporting on, but was there any big legislation, anything big you guys were working on this year throughout the session? Well, we did support some bills. Um, I know that we were able to get further this year than we've gotten in previous years, and we have some great people who are waking up to see that there are things that need to be addressed. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't prepared to uh, remember the bills right now, but we, we were pleased with the uh effort that was made and uh, we're looking forward to hopefully we'll have some legislators at our event and um, we can continue to educate and um, hopefully help, help them to see the importance of taking down mandates. That's really what Kansas for Health Freedom is about. Yeah. We oppose mandates for our health. We feel that people are free to um, destroy their health, basically. They should be free also to take care of their health in the best way that they see. Yeah. And uh, should not have mandates uh, for vaccinations or lockdowns or anything like that. It, it really works against health on a lot of levels. Yeah, amen to that. And you guys have done a great job with that one. Uh, I know that we've seen some good traction in that direction over the past couple of years, and uh, we can continue to move down that road as well. Let's talk about your event coming up next weekend, the Freedom Health uh, Freedom Revival in the Heartland. This is a big event coming up in Olathe on Friday and Saturday, August 25th and 26th. But you have some amazing speakers we'll talk about in a second. But this is, I, I'm, I'm assuming this will probably be a sold-out event for you guys. This is a big one for you. Well, we hope so. Uh, we, uh, we've been working hard at it, and they've, we've started early with advertising it, which is kind of unusual for us. A lot of our past two Freedom Revivals were kind of last minute for various reasons. Hmm. And uh, so this one we've been able to work at longer and, and uh, get the word out sooner. And so we've been working at it, and we were uh, amazed that we could get some of the speakers that we've got. It kind of fell together as it has before. It's always amazing how God works things out. <laughs> yeah. But so we're, we're looking forward to seeing how many people will be there. We're having a, a banquet the day before and we're having a VIP lunch. We've added a few features for people who want to do that. And um, this is, you know, intended to be an opportunity to educate as well as to fundraise. We do uh, pay someone to uh, help us with some of the work that we do. And she's been, been very valuable. So we do need to have at least um, a small income. Most of the work, though, that is done by Kansas for Health Freedom is done by volunteers. And some of them put a tremendous amount of effort and time into it. We really appreciate the effort they uh, go to to make sure these things happen. It's really a very big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Are you seeing more people become aware or conscious or at least interested in the health topic? I, As I said going into this, I know that during the pandemic, I think more people realized, oh, wow, I didn't realize that the school district or the city council or the county commission in my local area had so much power to tell me that I need to get a vaccine in order to function in society, that I have to do these certain things that I don't believe in or don't think are beneficial in any way, shape, or form. Uh, do you, are you starting to realize or do you see a lot of people becoming more aware or more interested in trying to take their control of their own health back? 
I, I would I would say yes. Uh, it's both yes and no. The one thing that we've seen with the pandemic is it has, in the medical world, I kind of like to say it's brought the cream to the top. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the really uh, awake and alert doctors who really care about caring for their patients have really been awakened through this. And so many of them have taken huge risks of losing everything that they've worked for all their lives yeah. to speak up and to speak out. As far as the general population, yes, I do think that there has been somewhat of an awakening, but I do think there's been quite a few people even before COVID that were waking up. The stories of autism, the story of seizures, the stories of the issues that people are having post-vaccination have gotten around. Of course, they've been severely debunked, but um, they have gotten around and the common ordinary person, the Joe Six-Pack type, I guess you might say, it has been asking questions. So there, the COVID kind of brought KSHF into greater limelight in one sense, because we started before COVID. We were concerned about vaccinations sure. and the risks of vaccinations even before COVID. But yes, uh, I would say that um, maybe it's made people feel more secure in their position also than um, they were before. You know, they might've had questions before, but now they, but with COVID, you were forced to make decisions. Yeah. Uh, you know, when uh, other um, pandemics uh, like the swine flu went around, uh, no one was forced to make a decision. You could just let it go by. No one said you have to get a vaccine. It was totally up to you if you wanted to go get one. Sure. But with, with COVID, uh, the, the big boys who want to run the show forced the issue. You know, people had to decide, am I going to wear a mask? Uh, am I going to get a vaccine? Am I going to stay home? Am I going to go out? What am I going to do? So we were in a position where we were, it was forced and we had to make a decision. Yeah. Well, God bless you guys for doing it. You mentioned that the, you guys started with focusing on vaccines. Do you think the vaccines are becoming now even potentially more dangerous, obviously, with the mRNA technology that uh, we've had Dr. Robert Malone on the program a few times to talk about some of those who designed those, but uh, they're not intended to be used the way that they're being used now. And it sounds like that moving forward, many of the vaccines that are coming out are going to be uh, transitioning to the mRNA technology. With that being said, you guys were already concerned about vaccines and trying to give people the freedom to choose whether you want to take a vaccine or not. Do you think that vaccines are becoming more dangerous now than what they were even before when you guys started? Well, that's a good question. OKSH doesn't have a lab where we can go and test these things. And so we have to kind of rely on what uh, people who we do trust say. And I'm not sure that... Um, that anyone knows for sure. Uh, maybe uh, Robert Malone and some of these high-level scientists have done the research and gone to the lab. The, um, the level of risk, though, in the vaccines before was high. And now mRNA, and this is something that will probably be addressed at the Freedom Revival, is it going to be in our food? And what is that going to mean? Are they going to, you know, are they doing it to cattle? Are they doing it to pigs? Are they doing it uh, to our food supply? Oh, my. And... Uh, Will they will they put it um, in vaccines and add it to the already toxic solutions that I consider vaccines to be? So I, I don't know. We don't you know we, we don't have a lab. We sure. can't run this through. But uh, hopefully these people who are the science um, gurus will be able to tell us a little bit more. Yeah. But I do think that there is uh, definitely I would say the, the studies are showing that people are backing off of childhood vaccines more than they have in the past. And so I think the word is getting around that kind of answering your previous question. 
Uh, And uh, we'll see where this goes. That's amazing news. Yeah, we're talking with Connie Newcomb with Kansans for Health Freedom, which you can find online at kshf.org. Coming up, they have their Freedom Revival in the Heartland. It is next Friday and Saturday, August 25th and 26th, up in Olathe, Kansas, at the Embassy Suite by Hilton. Let's talk about these guests, because I am excited to announce a lot of these. With uh, For those that know anything about the medical industry, there's some really big names in there, including Del Bigtree, that uh, I know has been a big name in the Wichita area, and some of that are involved around this area. Um, uh, but there's but there's another big name that I think is uh, I'm so excited you guys have coming in there, which is Robert F. Kennedy Jr., which has been a major advocate for health freedom when it comes to vaccines. How in the world were you able to bring in RFK Jr. to this event? Well, uh, we have uh, uh, we have our the vice president of our event, uh, the vice president of our board has uh, connections with uh, the Western A. Price and uh, Association, Western A. Price Foundation, and she has connections. And we've had Robert F. Kennedy before, so he does know about Kansas. He was at our first Freedom Revival. We had him and Del Tree and Andy Wakefield, the three big ones at our first Freedom Revival. And so we were able to uh, procure him again as a speaker. We are, we're really excited about that. Uh, RFK is really excellent on the safety of vaccines. If you've read his book on Anthony Fauci or you've read any of his materials on um, children's health defense, you know that he understands uh, the subject he talks about at a deep level. Usually it's about any subject, it seems like. Yeah. But uh, when it comes to vaccines, that is our particular area of interest. We are not having him as a presidential candidate. We cannot endorse uh, anyone politically. And uh, there has been some confusion about this, you know, but we are not having him as a presidential candidate. We're having him because he is well informed on the subject of vaccines and especially their safety is one of his concerns. Sure. And it's it's legitimate. I mean, he's challenged people to come forward and, uh, disagree with him and show him that he is wrong why doesn't anyone do that yeah well yeah well when you open yourself up to conversation like that and questions and you actually make the statements that need to be said then uh, you become one of the most censored people online and social media which is why just like dr robert malone uh, every time he does a podcast or does some type of speech then it gets banned offline in some way shape or form so uh yeah but he asks the questions he opens up two questions to have that conversation for people to prove him wrong and it's they have a challenge doing so don't they Yes, they do, and there's a reason for that, because yeah. he's, he's already uh, he's already uh, sued, uh, you know, the the government agencies to get the truth to, to for them to give them the studies, and um, they they can't do it studies that show that they're safe. So, uh, you know, it's pretty hard to argue with something like that. But um, he has tried several times to have debates, even even before COVID. I think it was in 2018 in Connecticut. He tried to have debates with professors from Yale. The media was there. Everyone was there. It was all set up. At the last minute, Gail backed out. Wow. So he's never been able to do a debate, which I think is the foundation of a society. If you uh, believe that vaccines are so important and so healthy, why can't you defend them? Yeah. Why can't you defend them? You, sh- you should be the first one to the table there to say, of course, we're going to defend it. But no one will do it. 
No one will do it. Yeah. Well, God bless him for trying to get out there and get that message out. And he's doing a great job. And uh, again, it's I mean, being a presidential candidate, it's a whole nother thing. And he's getting a lot of flack for the stances that he takes, especially on vaccines and his health stance as well. You're not going to want to miss this event. It's Freedom Revival in the Heartland. You can find online and all the information at KSHF.org. If you can't make it in person, I see on you guys' uh, website, you also have an opportunity to purchase the live stream and either watch it live or to see the recorded event thereafter as well. And you can get that all that information at KSHF.org with Kansas for Health Freedom. Connie, we're out of time, my friend. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for everything you guys are doing. Hopefully this is an amazing event, and I can't wait to see how it goes. Well, thank you so much for having us. We appreciate it, Andy. Yeah, always a pleasure. We'll get you guys back on and get another update with you here again real soon. That's again, Connie Newcomb with Kansans for Health Freedom. Again, you can find the website, kshf.org. Get your tickets for the Freedom Revival in the Heartland coming up next Friday and Saturday, August 25th and 26th. If you can't make it live up to Olathe, you can get the live stream and the recorded option as well. All the information on the website. Go and check it out. Go see all the great speakers. Go see all the great doctors and experts and even the man himself with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Definitely going to be an awesome event. I can't wait to see it myself. All right, we'll take a break. We'll wrap up hour number one. When we come back, we have so much more to talk about, plus your phone calls as well on the Maximum Outdoor Equipment Hotlines. Stay right here on Kansas Talk. program just a couple of minutes here as we wrap up hour number one thanks again to county newcomb coming on the program kansans for health freedom i'm telling you now just to be clear for those that are like oh my gosh he's promoting anti-vax agendas no no <laughs> no we're just wanting you to have the option you have freedom to choose what you're going to put in your body and not put in your body i know it's a wild concept but it's uh I think becoming more of a popular trend across the nation right now is saying, wait a second, do I really want to put that in there? And to understand truly what's in some of the vaccines. And I I tell you what, I wish that I would have known what I know now. I wish I would have known that back so many years ago when I was getting all the vaccines. And what could it do down the road? It's a very scary thing. I just want to learn. And I still may get the vaccines if I knew then what I know now. But uh, just to have that choice, other than this is what you do or else you cannot function in society, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, and I don't think we should ever be in that situation uh, to function. I know that, obviously, coming up for the school year, the round of uh, vaccinations for the children are coming up here relatively soon. And again, if you're going to function in society, then you must do this or else you will kill people in the process, right? That's what they tell us. And it's not true, but that's what they try to tell us with the fear tactics. So uh, we always appreciate what Kansans for Health Freedom do, KSHF.org. Go and check it out. The Freedom Revival coming up next weekend. All the information's there. All right, when we come back, we'll shift gears a little bit. I still want to get your phone calls at 316-721-8255. We're also going to sit down with two guys here in the Wichita area as uh, content creators as we talk about motivation and faith and psychology and back to school and all the other awesome topics that are going on right now. We'll have some fun with these guys for the next hour with Lance Parker and Mike Snow. will be fun conversation with them right around the corner. Oh, yeah, strap in. It's going to be a fun one here for Kansas Talk because we had a lot more to get to. Also, we will give you an update on what's going on if you've been following the Marion County record 
the newspaper that was raided just a week or so ago from the local sheriff's office. What's the story behind it with the ongoing investigation on why something like that would happen? Got a lot to talk about here on Kansas Talk on KQAM. Stay here. It's time for your weekend kickstart with Wichita's number one conservative talk radio host. This is Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into it. It is our number two of Kansas Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker. 1480 on the AM dial, 99.7 HD4 on the FM dial, KQAM. Also, howdy, salute, buenos dias to our friends out in Garden City, Kansas, 1240 on the AM dial. The Big Talker out there as well, covering the entire lower half of the state. It's the way we roll here on the program. 316-721-8255, 316-721-TALK on the Maximum Outdoor Equipment Hotlines. If you'd like to talk and jump in, we have... A lot to talk about. First hour, we had Connie Newcomb, Kansans for Health Freedom. Their big freedom revival coming up next weekend up in Olathe. Going to be a great one. And even Robert F. Kennedy Jr. coming up to speak at that event, talking about health freedom, vaccines, and so much more. Also, the question is floating on for you to call in and comment on. The four-day school week for many school districts across the state. Is it beneficial for students to learn only four days a week and have that three-day weekend? Is it beneficial? Maybe maybe they're excited about it, so maybe they jump in and learn more and okay with a longer day and then have an extra day off. Interesting on your thoughts there as well, but I want to shift gears a little bit. We had these guys in, uh, if you remember, just a, what about a month, a couple months ago maybe for uh, Wake Up Wichita. The weekday show, you can hear with Jeff Aiken from 6 to 8 a.m., and uh, it was ironic because the day that... Uh, I got called in, Jeff was sick, not feeling well, came in to cover, and these guys came in studio. And we have been talking before about getting them on this program as well. And it, the stars aligned. It all happened. It was supposed to happen so we can get these guys in to talk now, but excited about it as they have their book. Uh, is it How to Transform Your Mind? Is it 12-2? 12-2. 12-2. And you can see it if you're watching live stream, you can see this right here. But from here in the Wichita area with Grace Point Church... Mike Snow, Lance Parker. What's going on, guys? Good to have you in here. Thank you. Happy Good morning, Saturday. Andy. Yeah. Uh, for those that may not know, you do a little introduction about yourselves and what led you up to not only writing the book, but also the podcast that you have that we're going to talk about here as well. Sure. Well, uh, I'm Lance. I'm a psychologist. And Mike here is the pastor at Grace Point Church. Yeah. All right. All and right. He and I have been meeting once a week for a number of years and uh, just through our uh professions and then through our personal dialogues we've just come to realize a lot of different things one is we're just a couple of guys we're no different than anybody else he has the label of a pastor but he's a regular dude sure. and i'm i'm certainly not special just because <laughs> i have a degree of some kind um, and just through our our working together we uh, decided to do some classes at the church which then kind of morphed into a kind of a program called the Crash Course Academy. And in that academy, it really focused on four fundamental thought processes that we can change that gives us back freedom and power over our lives. Mm. And that led to the book, and then that led to us doing a podcast every week. I love it. So the 12-2 comes from Romans 12-2 that says that we are to be renewed with the transforming of our minds. Mm. And so really the whole idea behind faith is to have your mind changed 
and not okay. to actually expect your behavior to change until your mind changes. This is what Paul is telling us. Sure. He's saying Jesus never expected us to change our behavior until we change the way we think. Mm-hmm. And so that's essentially what this is all about. And so the idea of being renewed with the transforming of your mind is to actually be able to do the things, like Paul also says in 2 Corinthians, is to take captive every thought. And so how can we begin to do that? Well, Lance uh, has these four fundamentals that he has put together. So when we were meeting for that you know, year or however long it was, it was a mutually beneficial time sure. together. We didn't have really an agenda, but I was benefiting from the psychology that he was bringing, yeah. and he was benefiting, I believe, some of the you know, the, the, of the faith aspect <laughs> that I was bringing, sure. but we were bringing that together and, and it just kind of hit us that, you know, listen, Jesus was the original psychiatrist. He mm-hmm. was the original psychologist that was bringing this to Well, uh, and that was the connection and, between us on that level was the Bible talks about change how you think. Sure. And then a lot of, uh, Jesus's teachings were in parables and and they were, you know, challenging you to think about things differently. Well, the question for everybody is how to. Right. You know, the you listen to a million different YouTube videos or good advice uh, on, on radio snippets, and they will tell you, don't worry. What, so what do you do? What do you do? Exactly. If, if you don't do this, what do you do? How do you not worry? How, what is a different way of thinking that isn't worrisome? And so that's what the book is about, and that's what we try to kind of share with people on the podcast is, is the how-tos. Uh, you know, don't uh, act this way. Well, how do you not act that way? You change how you think. Well, how do you change how you think? Well, here's how to change how you think. Yeah. It's that little bit deeper level that we sometimes don't hear at times. We're, you know, we're supposed to follow these certain rules. We're supposed to do these certain things, but we never understand the why. I, I'm an operations manager for the radio station, so when something breaks, I have to understand how things work in order to get to the diagnosis to figure out where it's wrong. And we like to be that problem solver. That's the way that I think a lot of minds work is to understand why we're doing what we're doing instead of just blindly going along with it because, well, I was told to do this. So to understand the how and the why explains. So when we do start wanting to change our thoughts, it's how you do it and why we're doing that. And then we're like, ah, that makes sense. And it's easier to follow through with it, isn't it? Well, like you said, you're, you know, the, the problems you have here at the radio station. So somebody may tell you don't blow out the gain. Right. Well, what do you do? Exactly. You know, and so you dial the, the game back. You move your face away from the microphone. There. What do you do yep. to keep it in a certain range, a certain level, as opposed to don't do this? Sure. And, and that's what we're trying to kind of help people with is learn how to do these things. Yeah, I like that. Let's start with the face side of things for a moment here. And it's a, it's a fascinating conversation that I'd like to have on the program. Have you seen... Um, younger generations. The, the the story, according to national surveys, show that there are less in the younger generation getting involved in going to church, being faithfully involved, uh, even having some type of religious view in some way, shape, or form. I've also seen studies that show as size of government grows, the population as a whole becomes less believing in faith because, well, the government's solving our issues. We don't need to worry about a higher power to do it for us or for the higher power to give us strength to do it ourselves. We just rely on the government to do that as well. As a pastor is, is involved with churches, have you seen that trend as well? And is it something that should be a cause for concern or be uh, for us to be focused on? Oh, it's absolutely, excuse me, it's absolutely a, a concern and it's a reality okay. that fewer and fewer 
uh, as each generation comes along, you have a smaller percentage of, of the kids that are getting involved in churches. Now, why is that? Because it's fewer parents that are getting involved. Fewer, they're not growing up these days with grandparents who have grown up in the church. Mm. And so not only do we have that, but we also have uh, the church not doing a very good job at all of helping them to feel, number one, loved, that they belong. And what we try to do is we try to tell them what not to do instead of, again, what to do. We're, we're trying to do with this. Sure. And so the reality is we need to change our approach to uh, helping them to feel like first and foremost that they belong not that they can belong if they change right first mm. it's backwards it's kind of the messaging of it because for a yeah. long time it was i mean i mean i guess the tradition for many churches was you know it, it's ultimate you're going to burn in hell unless you do these things and kind of go through the scare tactic that doesn't quite work anymore, does no, it? No. Yeah. Well, it hasn't worked for a long time. <laughs> oh, there's that. <laughs> but yeah. we have believed that it has, <laughs> right. and so we continue to tell them, sure. turn or burn. Yeah. It hasn't worked. That's interesting. And so uh, we get our heads out of the sand, mm-hmm. and we start to show them who their creator is. Sure. But the greatest thing is that for us to do is to model it the right way, to actually model it and start treating each other with some dignity. And, you know, Jesus said, he didn't say you're going to, they're going to know that you're my disciples based on how much scripture you know, mm-hmm. or they're going to know you're my disciples based on all this that you didn't do, the big sins. Right. Now they're going to know you're my disciples based on how much you love each other. Yeah. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to think, take away and strip down some of the negative thinking sure. so that we can focus positively on where we can go and who we can reach and what we can do and how we can live. Yeah. So, uh, and that feeds right into the psychology side of things is using the carrot instead of the stick mentality because people seem to turn, uh, especially with, and again, I apologize for my generation being the millennials and thereafter because, you know, sometimes we do get triggered and we like our safe spaces at times and, and, and feeling more comfortable, feeling safe, feeling uh, welcomed like that is more welcoming than that kind of doom and gloom messaging from the psychology standpoint. Sure. Um, we have we have so many misunderstandings about things, and and that's where I, I'm I'm hoping that psychology can help, kind of, lead people back, I, for lack of a better phrase. But you know, for example, he's just talking about love one another. Yeah. And most people, their hair stands up on the back of their neck when they hear that. That sounds <laughs> icky. But um, in the Bible, Paul defines love. Mm-hmm. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love keeps no records of wrongs. And so I don't have to come over there and hug you to love you, right? but if I'm patient with you, I am being loving with you. And if you're screwing up something and I'm over here being patient with you, you sense that and you appreciate it, and then that draws you towards me. Sure. And so just the understanding of, of what it is that that he's asking us to do helps a great deal in, in opening people's ears to hear the message. Mm. I like that. That's a great way to look at it, for sure. Uh, we're talking with Lance Parker, Mike Snow. You can find them online. You can find the podcast. So let's talk about the podcast. And you guys started this program to try and change and, and try to reform people's minds on how you uh, think about things, how you actually act upon these things. With the podcast, just these guys, you know, what happened here? How'd you guys get this started? Well, I'll turn it over to you after I kind of give a quick intro. That's what he always says. Yep. <laughs> so we had these conversations. And at the end of the conversations, I would always think, man, that was really, it's unfortunate that that wasn't recorded because mm. I'm thinking to myself, that was a very beneficial, 
I know it helped me big sure. time. And so the thought just kind of kept hitting me. And so I finally just presented the idea to Lance one day. I said, you know what? We ought to do a podcast. And one thing about telling Lance something is that you, if you don't want to do it, don't mention it. Sure. But if, yep. if there's a chance you might want to do it, just mention happen. it and he'll make it happen. And man, he didn't have a clue how to do any of this stuff. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's got a studio set up. And that was like, that was the next this. day. That's awesome. That's great. So we just started. We, we dove in, and the first few were really not good at all. <laughs> but we've grown a little bit, and I still believe that um, it's benefiting people if you'll just stick in with the conversation and you'll actually take some of it even take one thing out of each week and try to apply it uh, you're going to be better for it sure and so if it's helping people that's all that matters if it stops helping people then we'll just quit sure but yeah it's helping somebody absolutely yeah that's amazing so i'm sure i mean you were waiting behind the scenes i mean you're waiting in the shadows ready to bring this out and and start this podcast huh well actually no he (laughs) he's asked that question a, a a few times over the years, and I'm always like, no, no, you know, um, got too many things going on, too many irons in the fire, and, and I, I just I had an image of how much work this would entail, and um, something different this year when he, in February, when he, when he mentioned it, I didn't say no, and I prayed about it, and then I came back to him and said, okay, we'll do it, Yeah. and so, yeah, I mean, we got the recording of, uh, equipment that we but we didn't get recording equipment. We downloaded Audacity. <laughs> that's, sure. Hey, you know what? That's a great way to start it. That's got how you do it. Got a couple of microphones, got Audacity, and started putting stuff together. And uh, it's, it's kind of growing technologically, uh, equipment-wise. And and he's right. As we've done it more and more, we're hitting our stride a little better. We're uh, Things are a little more organized and sure. um, utilitarian for people, I think. But that's what we try to, even though we're goofing around a lot you know when we first get on the air but we we try to bring in something each week that that would be beneficial uh, you know a simple takeaway that sure a piece of wisdom or a piece of advice that people can uh, benefit from yeah absolutely now i love i love the idea just to, to make people like you said think just a little bit differently so when we come back let's talk about some of those things some of the topics that you guys have had on the podcast and now that we're back to school We've talked about some of the anxiety of students getting back there, some of the depression that we see, the bullying tactics and how kids can cope in today's very strange world that we live in, especially for those times. So we'll talk about some of that and how we can overcome some of that moving forward as well. It's Lance Parker, Mike Snow, hanging out. It is the book. It is the podcast. Just these guys, you know, we'll talk about that podcast and so much more. Plus your phone calls we want to hear at 316-721-8255 on the Maximum Outdoor Equipment Hotlines. Lots more to get to here on Kansas Talk. Stay here. Welcome back into it. 25 minutes past the hour. we got a few minutes here before the bottom of the hour as we talk about psychology. We talk about faith. We talk about trying to, you know, have some common sense back in society, which is a difficult thing to do today. It uh, breaks my brain when we hear about some of the news headlines that are going on in the world right now. 
Um, we talked a little bit about the younger generations and the you know the the decrease that we're seeing in the younger generation being quote unquote going to church or considering themselves religious or or uh, faithful in some way, shape, or form. Is it because do you think just out of speculation here the the breakdown of the family unit and because like you said the parents or the grandparents not making them dress up in the suit and tie and go to church on Sunday uh, and making them go to the Bible study, even though they may not want to, they may fight it as a kid, but at the end when they grow up, they appreciated that. And not having that is starting to break it down, which is, I mean, we see the the parents that are working two, three, four jobs. We're seeing not the family sit down and actually have a conversation at the dinner table at night. Do you think these are contributing to why kids are kind of going off on their own path and doing their own things right now without some structure? Well, I think that... The big picture is that everything has an effect. And I do believe that as there is uh, less time spent as a family unit together, having conversations that are rich, having conversations that are deep, having conversations that would point you towards uh, God, then that's obviously going to happen because they're going to want to connect somewhere and they're they're going to be uh, influenced somewhere. By someone sure and so as we kind of just give that away it's what's naturally going to happen and so again it goes back to us being listen each one of our families if we will focus on us this is kind of what doc talks about in the book listen you control how you think not what anybody else thinks not what anybody else feels or does you control you yeah i control me if we start with our own families that's when things will start to turn around yeah. and things will start to tip back in the right direction. I yeah. believe that 100%. Sure. I like that. I like that concept. It's a, it really does. And it's a foreign concept in today's times, especially with the way education is today. It's, they don't tell, tell you how to think. They tell you what to think. Right. So we go through this entire system of learning just what to think, to regurgitate it, but not really to question, to really think outside of that. And come to your own conclusions based on going through an entire thought process. That's kind of a foreign concept in the general society today, isn't it? Well, there, there's two elements to it. One is the critical thinking, like you're talking about, is, yeah. is teaching people how to critically think about things, challenge things, uh, consider alternatives. That That's a, a, a science, a, a, an art that, that's not taught a lot. But then the other element of it is, is that there are just... Uh, ways of thinking that are so naturally ingrained within us that are, uh, I'm going to say pathological, but they hinder us. Sure. And we recognize it sometimes, uh, like with athletes. We hear a pro athlete who's very successful, and they'll interview them about, you know, what did you do when you, when you got burned for that 75-yard touchdown? How did you feel? And he'll say, I put that out of my mind. I'm focused on the next play. I can't be thinking about the past and be able to perform well uh, right now. Sure. And that's a, a fundamental concept of understanding what I have power over and anything in the past. As, as soon as one second ago, anything in the past, I have zero power to change. Yeah. And the sooner I can get my mind turned to the present, then I have power. But how many times do you hear people complaining about what happened five minutes ago, ten minutes ago, an hour ago, <laughs> six weeks ago, six years ago? Yeah. And they're, they're reliving. What they don't understand is right now you don't see me. Right. 
right now your eyes are processing data much like a camera yep. and presenting a mental image in your mind. And this, I, we can go into the science of that. I can show you that. But I tell you, hold on to that thought. We got to take a hard break here. We'll do that when we come back because this is going to be a fun conversation. This is what I like to do. There's a theory out there that says there is no past, there is no future. There's only the present moment right now. And you just have to live in that one and be aware of it so that way you can make the proper decisions for the next present moment. Boom. We'll have some conversation about that when we come back. It's Candace Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talk or KQAM. Stay here. Listening to Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier on the Big Talker KQAM. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into the program. Always a pleasure to have you along for the ride on a Saturday on the home stretch already. And golly, it flies right on by. Hey, want to tell you about my friends over at Napoleon Appliance Repair. They were voted last year as Wichita's best of from the Wichita Eagle when it comes to appliance repair in the area. Mike and Mike, they can help you out with anything, whether it's some of the old school appliances, you know, the still the good old stuff that still continues to run or your smart refrigerator that tells you you're out of apples, which kind of freaks me out a little bit. But whatever you use, Napoleon Appliance Repair can help you out. I think I need to get them back. So my uh, my ice dispenser on my fridge works for a day and then doesn't work for a day. Works for a day, doesn't work for a day. It's working now. So when it stops again, I'm going to be calling these guys again. But they're amazing. Go and check them out. If you have any appliance repairs, you're going into the holidays. Don't let your oven go out. Don't let your refrigerator go out. Don't let your microwave go out. Whatever you have, they can help you. Give them a call, 316-409-1525, 316-409-1525. You can also find their page and follow them on the social media on Facebook.com at Napoleon Appliance Repair, LLC. Napoleon Appliance Repair, LLC. Go and check them out. It's Napoleon Appliance Repair. We love those guys. Appreciate you very much. Great partners here on KQAM and here on Kansas Talk. All right, we got a segment left here with Lance Parker, Mike Snow. They are the hosts of the podcast that you can find. Uh, which I, right here, here it is, just these guys you know. You can find it on any of your favorite podcasting sites. Also, the book as well, 12-2, How to Transform Your Mind as we talk about psychology and faith, how they intertwine, how we can think just a little bit differently. We can transition to uh, be more positive, be more productive in society, and like you said, not think on what to think, but actually how to think and come to your own conclusions. We're talking about trying to transition that just a little bit of uh, again, there's a theory out there that I've I've always enjoyed of there is no past, there is no future um, in the quantum physics of the universe. There's no such thing. It's only right here and right now, and that's all that there is. Interesting theory, isn't it? And it's that really very interesting. it falls in line with if we're going to be beneficial or, or create the universe or the world or reality that we want, that's an opportunity to do so, knowing that right now is the only time we have. Yeah. Well, the reality only exists in your mind. Yeah. That's what I was saying before the break is your eyes act like a camera. And so just like when you look at your iPhone and you see a photo of somebody, they're not really in your phone. Yeah. But yeah. that camera has processed the, the visual in, information and created that image. That's what your eyes are doing right now. So when you imagine something from your imagination, you're presenting a mental image to your mind that is the same as the one your eyes are presenting. Mm. So when you remember something, it feels like it's real. Yeah. And so what you're telling your mind all the time is as if it's really going on. 
and that's why when I was here last time, I wanted to follow up with my homework I gave you about not saying not. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> right. You said about 20 of them in the last 30 seconds. That is don't true. Don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. But yeah. you're presenting negative images to your mind. Right. Instead of telling yourself what to do. Yeah. Be prepared. Get your appliances ready to go. Have a smooth holiday season. Yes. You're telling yourself, don't have a bad holiday season. Don't let it break down. That's right. And it's a shift, and that changes how you feel within changes what you're compelled to do. That is a great point. People that focus on the negative, and let's say, like, the you know, the, the people love the gossip, they love the drama, that they're stuck in, a, someone did this to me, someone did that to me, I was hurting this way, I don't like something that happened in my life. There, When you're stuck in that rut, does that allow you to be able to move forward, to be able to be positive and to be able to have a positive experience in the day. Because I've realized that, that some people that do that, that they usually have some type of negative day and they come back exhausted at the end of the day. Like, wow, the day just beat the crap out of me today because of all the negative stuff that happened. And it's, <clears throat> is it because that stuff really did happen or is it because that's what they focused on through the day? That was their experience based on their focus. And this is where psychology and the Bible fit so nicely together is Paul said, Finally, my brethren, whatever is lovely, whatever is noble, whatever is worthy, think on these things. Yeah. And you have a choice. You can think on the negative, what you don't want. You could think on the positive, what you do have. And he wrote that from a prison as he's waiting death. Mm. You know, if you let me into, if I was in prison and waiting death and you came in to help me write a letter, my letter is going to say, get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> One big word. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Please help me. Yeah. But no, he, he, he bestowed us this wisdom that he, even here in this moment in time where he's awaiting death, he's focused on something positive. Sure. And if he can do that in a prison, I can do that in traffic. Mm, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Before all of this uh, really started coming together, I thought I was a positive thinker. Sure. I really did. Yeah. And I am still struggling with being a habitual negative thinker i've come a long way but it's the the four fundamentals when you start to apply them what happens is you recognize the negative thought that is coming in that's the idea of taking it captive Mm. and then turning it into positive and then that starts to become the habit and it changes you it just does it changes everything about your day because now all of a sudden your perspective on everything is different yeah. And what a way to make the world a better place by starting with right here in between the ears in yeah. the mind. Yeah. I love that. I like you just said, I mean, the, the saying the don'ts and the do nots and everything that I do. I mean, I, I always consider I always joke on the air that we're the eternal optimists on the show. But even just the fine tune that tweaks like that, sure. thinking things a little bit different, it will take it to an entirely another level, especially. Mm-hmm. So that's but, interesting. When we, we create a hurdle for ourselves to jump over. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to get in trouble today, so now I'm on edge and on, on alert to not get in trouble, and I get through the end of the day and I didn't get in trouble. Right. Whew, I have relief from the pressure I put on myself. Sure. As opposed to saying, I want to have fun today, I want to have a nice day today, these are the things I want to do, this is what I would like. Now you get to look forward to getting stuff you want. Yeah. And it changes your experience fundamentally. Very interesting. Let's talk about kids for a second. We're back to school now officially uh, with uh, some districts across the state maybe starting this next week here as well. But there's a lot of anxiety, 
lot of depression, a lot of bullying, a lot of online bullying. In fact, we read a study nationwide that fifth graders today have the same level of anxiety is what mental patients had at insane asylums in the 1950s. <laughs> That's insane. Yep, yeah. Wow. And when we talk about suicide rates and depression from kids and, and the bullying, if they're having that level of anxiety at a fifth grade level, that's concerning to me, and that's not leading up to them becoming healthy, mentally healthy, stable adults to be able to function in society. Why do you think that is? And let's give some tips on what they can do as they return back to school and they can start changing that formation a little bit. I, I think, <coughs> excuse me, I think it's, it's we're exposed to so much uh, via social media, via the schools. The, you know, when we were kids, the only people you had to worry about their opinion was, you know, the three people around you. Yeah. And, and now there's so much information being pumped at you that you're, you're, the, the kids are not equipped to process that information critically. Sure. Like you were talking about earlier. And so how to think about somebody else's opinion. And when you see somebody, you know, post your picture and then there's 52 people who don't like it, that can be very overwhelming if you're not equipped psychologically to deal with these things mm. and so it's kind of leading to uh, uh something else that uh, we're going to do i'm going to do um but all this stuff about artificial intelligence yes i'm starting some programming where i'm emphasizing let's do ai actual intelligence mm. you know they're, they're trying to create all these solutions with these computers and things to to create a computer that that is as smart as a human, yeah. when we already have the human brain, let's develop our actual intelligence instead of relying on artificial intelligence. It's a great point. We already have a lack of human connection because of, I think, social media, because of technology today, because people are, like you said, they'd rather be looking for the likes on a social media post as opposed to going and hanging out with their friends in person. They just wanna see what, uh, how many friends are actually gonna like their post on there. Mm -hmm. with this artificial intelligence AI movement saying, won't you be my friend? And I can right. talk to you there. Are we going to see more of a disconnection from humanity if this continues the way it's going, do you think? Well, already, statistically. Yeah, how would you not? The, yeah. the loneliest population is uh, teens and 20s, which is crazy because they're the most socially connected yeah. through the Internet and the social media and Twitter and Facebook. And, and I'll, I'll interview people and say, tell me about your social life. And they'll say, I got two or 300 friends. I'm like, when was the last time you saw one face to face? And right. Like a week ago. Yeah. What they're defining as friendships and relationships is totally the reason that they feel lonely. Because yeah. as soon as they turn off that phone, they're in their dark, dank room. Yeah. And they don't have that social connection that's healthy. So weird. I was right at that generation where we were the last ones to not have social media growing up. So I didn't even get my first Facebook account until I started in college. So I had my entire younger life. And so I, my generation, I think, is the last ones to realize the difference between the two. So it's hard for me to grasp that the younger generation doesn't know that. And the only friend that they know is the friend that they see on social media and sure. how many likes and how many followers that they have. Sure. That blows my mind because I, I can't even grasp that concept. That's very weird. Yeah, and because of the amount of time that's actually spent on social media, and and the adults are dealing with the same issue as well. It's just exacerbated with the kids. Sure. The less time that we spend personally developing relationships because we're spending so much time on social media and not developing anything, really. Sure. But we have that lack of development. 
yeah. that lack of learning how to deal with people face to face, one on one. And wow. yeah, it has to have an impact. Sure. So that's wild. Talk about some tips for uh, one more time for for some kids as we go into the school year on having that positive outlook, being open to actually having those conversations. Is it getting more involved with extracurriculars? Is it having obviously having that positive mindset going into the school year? But with the trends that we're seeing, what else can we do to help these kids be able to be open to uh, to be able to process whatever they're going through and to not have such a level of anxiety and depression that I never knew would exist? Well, worry is meditating on the negative. Yeah. And so when I worry, I imagine something bad happening. And what too many of us do not realize is we can choose what we think about. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, Joyce Meyer said in a, a seminar when she was in her 60s, she said, I thought you just had to think about whatever fell in your head. <laughs> she didn't realize she could choose. Yeah. And so if worry is meditating on a negative future, then as parents, what we can do is offer the, the kids alternative positive futures. And, and as we speak to them, our words become their thoughts. So if they're worried about the kids are going to make fun of them at school, then we can talk to them about how are you going to make friends? What would you do if somebody treated you badly? What might it really be like? Let's look at, and you you give them alternatives to think about. Sure. Instead of telling them, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a there's an idea that a lot have out there is uh, plan for the worst and hope for the best. Is that a good motto to live by? Because if you do that, to me, that's almost focusing on that negative is I need to be prepared for the negative, but I'm planning for it, and then I hope that it's better than what that potential outcome well, could be. people say that, and they're, they're trying to make it up an excuse for why they think negative. <laughs> but yes, there is negative futures out there, and yes, it is good to be prepared sure. for potential realistic one. You know, tornado may hit Wichita. Oh, I, right. I may not be able to pay the bills at the end of the month. These are real possibilities, so it is good sure. to be prepared. But once you, you know, you drive around all day. Do you worry about getting a flat tire? Uh, no. no, no. But what would you do if you got a flat tire? Right. You would get out and change it. Right. You know, Mike might call AAA. Uh, I might call my wife and have her do it. <laughs> <laughs> but we all have a plan right. for that negative possibility. And once we have that realistic plan for the realistic possibility, we don't think about it. Sure. So, yes, do plan for some negative possibilities, but... The more you spend Don't thinking about the positive, you know, dream. Yeah. You know, you've heard of the self-fulfilling prophecy that whatever you worry about, you create. Yep. It works the other way. Yeah. Whatever you dream about, you will create. It's going to happen. Yeah. I like that. we got a couple minutes left here with you guys, and I appreciate your time very much. It's Lance Parker and Mike Snow. First off, uh, Mike, talk about uh, Grace Point Church. What kind of stuff? We've talked a little bit about some stuff off the air and what you guys have been working on, but um, talk about some things that are going on right now if people are wanting to get involved, wanting to be interested in what you guys are doing. Well, we are having one service on Sunday mornings right now up until uh, September 10th. Then we're actually going to go to two services, which is 10 o'clock or I'm sorry, 9 o'clock and 10.30. Okay. But uh, if you're looking for a church that isn't necessarily going to be like the, you know, the seven churches in a row, yeah. and it's going to be a lot like them, if you want something a little different, that's sure. what you get at Grace Point Church. They had like a that. marketing campaign a while back. We're not for everyone, but we are for anyone. Mm, yeah. I like it. I was looking at the uh, website, and uh, which you can go online at gracepointchurch.tv and check it out. Um, you guys have 
cool looking little stage there and the yeah. uh, the concerts and stuff that you have going the, yep. the community involvement eh, it looks pretty neat so yeah. you guys have some fun stuff going on we also like to say we might not be your cup of tea but we are somebody's shot of whiskey hey i like that too <laughs> yeah. i like that thought process uh lance as well talk about the podcast and uh, where you guys can where people can find the podcast and uh, again what the podcast is and what you guys kind of do on there sure uh it, the podcast is just these guys you know uh, those words are you search for that on any apple spotify uh, podbean you'll find us we're on youtube as well if you want to watch us do the podcast very cool um, and we we try to drop a new episode once a week so that uh, people have something to tune into and listen to i love it a lot of it is built off of the book and it's re- just once you kind of read that stuff you can't get away from it so a lot of what we're talking about you may not understand necessarily Unless you've read the book, because if you know if Mike's worrying about something and I say uh, fundamental number three, <laughs> then he knows what I meant. But the listener may go, "What the heck was that?" And, right. But it's one of the four fundamentals that we are working to change how we think, and so that's what we try to do: is try to help people learn to think differently, so that they take control and power over their lives and can create. And is it episodes yeah. ten through nineteen? Ten through nineteen. Those go through the book. They walk okay. chapter by chapter yeah. through the book. Oh, very yeah. cool. Very yeah. cool. And again, you can find the book as well at 12.2, How to Transform Your Mind. You can find it on Amazon, other places as well. And uh, read that one and then be able to listen to the podcast, put it all together and live the life that you want to, creating it and being able to critically think, which is a minority, I think, in society today. That's right. <laughs> That's what it is. Mike Good. Snell, Lance Parker, we appreciate you guys very much. we got to wrap it up, but uh, keep going what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate you guys. We'll have to get you back on again soon. Thank you. Thank you very much, Andy. Hey, absolutely. Great pleasure. All right, we got to take a break. We have one more segment right around the corner here as we wrap up the show. Flies right on by, man. <laughs> How in the world do we get through this program? We have so much more to talk about and so little time to do it. So we'll do one more segment open line see you when we come back here if you want to do it when we wrap up here the weekend with michael brown right around the corner as well on kqam and at kiul coming out of 6 30 k how in denver colorado right back here on candace talk on kqam stay back into the program just a couple minutes here left on the show good golly it flies right on by thanks again to the great guys lance parker mike snow coming on the show hold on hold on these allergies man i was trying to mow the lawn last night i counted by the way i was i was mowing right at the time i was starting to get dark last night and the mosquitoes came out of the woodworks man i have counted in the 10 minutes i tried to mow when it was getting dark before i just gave up and i got to finish it today i counted 15 bites just on my two arms yeah driving me nuts and now of course my allergies are going to kick up so uh, thanks Kendall uh, Lance Parker Mike Snow on the show 12 to how to transform your mind is the book you can find it on YouTube you can also find their podcast just these guys you know and uh, awesome stuff we got about 45 seconds left of the program so let's go to the phone lines here that last 45 seconds is all yours my friend good morning who's this good morning Andy it's Nick Nick what's going on brother Oh, man, I love your show today. It was awesome. Uh, enjoy the uh, Kansas for Health Freedom. I want to encourage everybody to get check that out and, and see that. it's a They're an awesome organization. Yeah. And uh, also, I think parents should be involved with their kids. If, if you only have four days, then uh, make sure you're teaching them something uh, about surrendering their life to Jesus 
and the Holy Spirit to guide him through all the negative storms and everything. But God bless you, Andy. Always enjoy your show, and, and you take care of yourself, and have a good day. Hey. I got to check out that podcast, too, by the way. Check and out the I podcast. Wanna, I wanna maybe go on their show. That's right. <laughs> Another show you'll be sucked into. Just these guys, you know. Go and check out the podcast. Yeah, it's uh, some great content there. And uh, you're right. Maybe this is the opportunity as we go down to four-day school weeks across the state in many districts, 25 school districts right now across Kansas. That's the opportunity for us to do our own home education on day number five to bring back home the education to the local level. So, Nick, appreciate that, my friend. Have a great weekend. Always great to have you as well. All right, syndicated program this weekend. Don't miss it. Make sure to check it out, the live stream, the podcast, all over radio stations all over the country. Also, we're back at it again on Monday as well. And, of course, our Kansas Talk here on Saturday again next week. So much more to talk about and do. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Try and stay cool. We'll see you on the radio.